My name is Carlin Borisenko, and you are listening to the Actively Unwoke podcast. Hey, it's been a minute since I recorded an episode, and I'm really sorry about that. Sometimes life gets in the way, and well, my life has certainly had some uh, some ups and downs that we won't go into here because that's not the purpose of this podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to teach you how to fight back against woke insanity in your life. But before we get into today's topic, which is the definition of critical race theory, I just wanted to let you guys know that I am looking for sponsors for this podcast. I actually am getting over 300 listens a day to this podcast. There have been over 21,000 listens since I launched it just on the first seven episodes alone. And I am looking for some sponsors. So if you would like me to shill your company or your product or your service, please reach out to me at Carlin, K-A-R-L-Y-N, at activelyunwoke.com. And we'll see what's what. Now, I'm not going to shill for just anything. I have to believe in your product or service or at least like it. But Hopefully we can come to uh, some sort of agreement on that and then we can both win and that would be really great. The topic I want to talk about today is, it seems a little simplistic, but it is actually really, really important. That is, what is the definition of critical race theory? Now, for such a simple question, this trips a lot of people up because what they want to do when someone asks, well, what, what is critical race theory? They want to give the entire backstory of it. Oh, it comes from the Frankfurt School. It's Marxist. Here's the lineage of the, the academic philosophy that helped the definition or helped critical race theory develop as an academic discipline. And then it went into academia and all these people have written books about critical race theory. And here's what this person says. And here's what that person says. And it's all too much. It's too much information, and I understand why this has happened, because one of the leading people who has been leading the charge against the woke ideology and critical theory in general has been James Lindsay for so long, and James Lindsay is fabulous. We would be lost without James Lindsay in this fight. If you are not following James Lindsay and you are not following new discourses, you need to be following those things or at least checking in with them every once in a while. But the problem is that James Lindsay focuses on this question from an academic theoretical standpoint, and that's all necessary and it's all critical. But when we're talking about fighting back against the woke ideology in the real world, you have to work with people who are busy who have jobs, who don't have time to listen to the four-hour podcast about Marcuse, who just want a simple, down-and-dirty definition for what it is. And this gets even more important when it comes to trying to bring people along or wake people on the left up, because what they're going to say is, well, critical race theory isn't even taught in K-12 through schools. And then you're going to say, yes, it is, and here's lots of examples of that happening. And they're going to say, you can't even define critical race theory. This is the argument that's been going on with the media for well over a year. They say, you don't even know what critical race theory is. You can't even define it. It's not being taught in schools. And when people come back and they say, critical race theory developed out of Marxism, and here's all these academic articles about critical race theory, and, 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 here's, and, and they give a 15-minute explanation for what it is, I understand that all of those things are correct. But what you need to hear is that it's too much information. When I talk about critical race theory, when I talk about the woke ideology, I'm focusing on it from a very practical perspective. 
a lot of the knowledge that I've developed about this area has come directly from the happy hour streams that I do every Friday on my second YouTube channel, youtube.com slash actively unwoke. It comes from watching these trainings, really synthesizing how critical race theory and the woke ideology is manifesting in the real world, whether that be in academia or in education or in the workplace or just in podcasts on the internet. What are the people who are advancing this ideology actually saying out to the masses. That's where I'm getting my information. It's not from the academic literature. And again, I'm not dismissing the academic literature, but most people in the world are not intellectuals. And so when they ask for a simple definition of something and they're expecting a couple of sentences around that thing, and then they receive a whole dissertation and a reading list about what this thing is, their brain shuts down and they become unreceptive to the information and they start to believe that you just don't know what you're talking about. Now, I think James Lindsay tried to solve this to some extent with his book Race Marxism, which is a great book. I, I was actually at James Lindsay's first workshop on this in Tampa last year and it was wonderful, brilliant. But again, for average people, we all need to be able to articulate a definition of critical race theory. When you're, when you're actually doing activism, when you're actually going to school board meetings, you're speaking up when this stuff rears its ugly head in the workplace, things like that. When you're actually interacting these things with these things in a real world concept, you need to be able to articulate what this thing is. So with that said, here is my definition of critical race theory. It is a tweet-sized definition. I actually made sure it was a tweet-sized definition. Only one tweet, not a whole thread. Because we need to be able to succinctly and clearly define it so that average people, again, people with jobs and kids who are busy, who don't have time to do an in-depth understanding of something, we need to be able to articulate them to the... We need to be able to articulate to them this concept in an easy to understand definition. So here is how I have been doing it for the last year plus, And this is the one that works for me. Critical race theory is an ideology started in the 1970s in academia that says racism exists everywhere in every person, institution, and interaction. And the job of the critical race theorist is to explore how not if, how racism occurs in every circumstance. Racism is always assumed to have occurred. Now, is that definition an all-encompassing definition of critical race theory? No. No. And I know every time I give this definition, people respond and they say, well, what about this? What about that? What about this other thing? What about, what about these 18 books about critical race theory? What about this academic philosophy? What about the Frankfurt School? What about this? What about that? Where are you talking about Marxism? And they want to make all sorts of addendums to this definition. That's not the purpose of this exercise. Every single one of those things could be true. And yet we still need a succinct definition that explains exactly and precisely what we are talking about in a way that can be easily digestible to the average person. Listen, think about a person you know of average intelligence. 
and I'm sure no one listening to this podcast right now would consider themselves to be of average intelligence. We're all above average, but okay, just for the sake of argument, think of a person that you know with just average intelligence. And then remind yourself that 50% of the population are dumber than that person. 50% of the population are of below average intelligence. Now, I think that people are all geniuses in their own way. I think that we all have things that we uh, are inherently more inclined to than other things. However, when we're talking about a really complex academic ideology, we need to be able to explain it clearly to people who, to be honest, might not be the brightest crayons in the box. And even if they are of above average intelligence, Again, people are busy. People are busy. They have lives. They have kids. They have hobbies. They just want to come home and sit back and watch the game on a, on a Friday night. These are not people who, the average person is not someone who is going to want to live and breathe in the academic philosophy around critical race theory. And so we have to make it simple. We have to pare it down to only the most critical factors just to get someone to understand what we're talking about. I'll give you my definition again. Critical race theory is an ideology started in the 1970s in academia that says racism exists everywhere, in every person, institution, and interaction. And the job of the critical race theorist is to explore how, not if, how racism occurs in every circumstance. Racism is always assumed to have occurred. That gets some of the most important facets of what this thing is into a very succinct definition that can be memorized by anyone and repeated over and over and over again. We're talking about it being an ideology, kind of like a belief system, kind of like a religion. We're talking about it starting in the 70s, and you could make the argument that it started earlier, but it really started to spin up in academia in the 70s. So what we're trying to articulate is that it's been around for a really long time. It says that racism exists everywhere, not only in every person, but every institution and every interaction. That hits on the component of systemic racism. We talk about why this even exists as an academic field, which is that the job of the critical theorist is to explore how racism occurs. And then we specifically enumerate that the people who are advancing this ideology always assume that racism is to blame for whatever problem they are talking about. Because racism is always assumed to have occurred. It is their default position. That gives you a lot of information to work with in just a couple of sentences. And so is it a perfect definition? No, I'm sure it could be refined. I mean, James Lindsay even has a more succinct definition. He says that critical race theory is the belief that racism is the fundamental organizing principle of society. Now, it's certainly shorter than mine, and I don't hate that definition. I think it's fine, but I also think it doesn't really clearly articulate what it is. I think, I think James Lindsay's being clever. He's very clever with words. I think he's being clever in how he defined it. And he is, he is defining it as, as a religion. He says it's a belief 
that racism is the fundamental organizing principle of society, a belief. He's articulating that this is not something that's grounded in fact. It is about putting racism at the center of everything you do. So I don't hate the definition. It's certainly really easy to memorize. If you if if you just memorize James Lindsay's definition and that's all you do because it is the shortest possible definition, go to it, man. I won't be upset about it. But you have my definition you can memorize. You have James Lindsay's definition you can memorize. I think there's probably, I'm sure Chris Rufo probably has a definition as well. I don't have it offhand, to be honest. But I guess the last point I want to leave you with this in this episode is this. Just memorize one definition. Just one. Pick one. And use it consistently. You know, I have publicly ragged on Tim Pool quite a bit for not knowing the definition of critical race theory because anytime, and I don't mind Tim Pool, I think Tim Pool's fine, I think he's very smart, but the fact that I think he is so smart means that he can memorize a single definition of critical race theory because every time someone goes on his show that is talking about critical race theory, Tim goes into a long, inconsistent explanation for what this is, when in fact he could just say, critical race theory is an ideology that started in academia in the 1970s that says racism exists everywhere, in every person, in every institution, in every interaction, and that the job of the critical race theorist is to explore how, not if, how racism occurs in every circumstance, because racism is always assumed to have occurred. What if Tim Pool could just memorize that definition? Or if he doesn't want to memorize my definition, fine. Memorize another definition. I don't really care. But just use the same definition consistently every single time you talk about it. One of the biggest problems that we have in terms of articulating these ideas into pop culture is leftist journalists like to do these gotcha games where they will stop an average person at a rally against critical race theory and they'll go, well, do you know what critical race theory is? Can you define it? And these average people go, uh, 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 it's racist. And they can't define it because they haven't taken the time to memorize the definition of it. And then those gotcha videos go viral on the internet and in all sorts of leftist publications. And then the media comes out and says, these people who are protesting critical race theory, they don't even know what the definition is. Critical race theory is an ideology started in academia in the 1970s that says racism exists everywhere, in every person, institution, and interaction. And the job of the critical race theorist is to explore how, not if, how racism occurs in every circumstance, because racism is always assumed. What if every time you were asked for the definition of critical race theory, you could just say that off the top of your head? You don't even need to think about it. It's a really simple definition, but it's also complex enough that if a leftist asks you, well, well, do you even know what critical race theory is? Do you know the definition? And you spout that off the top of your head, you are going to blow their minds. You're going to blow their minds. We have to think ahead of what they do. We already know. It's been going on for over a year. We know that if we go to protest critical race theory or the woke ideology or anti-racism or any of these things, someone usually a Democrat, is going to say, well, do you even know what the definition is? We know that. And so we have to show up prepared and we have to show up looking like we have done our homework and looking like we know what we're talking about. Because if you can't define the thing that you're protesting, 
then it just doesn't really look very good for everyone else. So I've given you my definition of critical race theory. I've given you James Lindsay's definition. If neither of those definitions work for you, write your own. Use a variety of sources. Create your own. I mean, don't just make it up out of thin air. Have it be grounded in something. There are any number of ways that we can define this thing from a practical perspective. And so you can take inspiration from a variety of sources. This is not about pride of authorship. If you don't like my definition, use your own. But use it consistently and make sure it is short and concise and to the point. Because if you go into a five-minute explanation for something, you inherently don't look like you don't know what you're talking about. People who really understand their subject matter, they can define things quickly and easily. And so all of us, if we're going to school board meetings, or we're talking to parents in the community, or we are you know, speaking up in our workplace, or even just among our friends... We need to be able to look like we know what we are talking about. And so make your def, if you don't like these definitions, fine, make your own definition, but make it short and easy to understand, really low reading level, because you need to articulate it to people who doubt your ability to define something and who probably are working on like, you know, a bunch of other stuff in their life and you probably don't even have their full attention when you're defining it so you have to use like fourth or fifth grade reading level that's it it doesn't need to be more complicated than that think about it as an appetizer think about it as an amuse-bouche like when you go to a fancy restaurant and they just give you a, a teeny tiny little bite of something but it's like a perfectly balanced bite of that thing and it tastes so good and it's just to put it's supposed to set the course for the entire rest of your meal, think of the definition of critical race theory as an amuse-bouche. You are not trying to get every component into it. You're not trying to explain the entire history and development. You're not trying to talk about all the ways in which it's applied. You're not even giving examples. Don't make it about examples. You can do that later. What you're doing is wetting their appetite for more information you are you are you are just giving a preview it is a preview and then if people have more questions they can ask those questions and you can follow up with more information you can follow up with examples you can follow up with the academic philosophy you can follow up with instances where it is going on in your schools or your communities or your workplaces but let the appetizer or the amuse-bouche be the appetizer. Let it do its job. Your job is to entice people in to want more information and to say it really clearly and succinctly so you don't even flinch. Critical race theory is an ideology started in academia in the 1970s that says racism exists everywhere in every person, every institution, and every interaction. And the job of the critical race theorist is to explore how, not if, how, Racism occurs in every circumstance because racism is always assumed. All right, guys, that's all I have for this episode. Make sure you are subscribed to the Actively Unwoke podcast. I do post this on my second YouTube channel, youtube.com slash activelyunwoke. I also post it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and newly launched just yesterday, which is July 14th, 
I just launched the Actively Unwoke Twitter account. This is a Twitter account that is going to be solely dedicated to quick tips and knowledge dumps about how to fight back against the woke. This is not my personal Twitter account. This is a Twitter account to help you make use of the information in my book, Actively Unwoke, The Ultimate Guide for Fighting Back Against Woke Insanity in Your Life. If you haven't gotten your copy of the book yet, head over to ActivelyUnwoke.com. It is available in hardcover. It is available in Kindle. And it is also now available in audio with me reading it. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, connect with me at ActivelyUnwoke.com. That's all I've got for right now. Take care, and we'll see you soon.